Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to Setting the Pace, your go-to Pacers podcast with Alex Golden and Michael Focci. Miller for three. Oh, he banked it in. He banked it in. And the game is tied. We're going to overtime. Warren lets it fly. Yes. T.J. Warren is not human. Ranger catches, shoots for three to win it. He hits it. To go. Brogdon for three. Let Got it. Go. it. O'Neal drives on Yao, puts it in! Duarte for three. Boom, baby! Anthony attacks oh. Hibbert! Denies him at the rim! Karis LeVert. People don't realize how good he really is. LeVert! Skies high for the jam! Stevenson passes into Sabonis for the basket! Jackson turns, fires, Smoke! Flips it to the big fella, fake shoots, and hits! This is TJ McConnell, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. Ladies and gentlemen of Setting the Pace, I want to welcome on a very special guest, the reigning NBA Steals leader and heart and soul of the Indiana Pacers, TJ McConnell. TJ, what's going on? Hey, I'm doing well. Um, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate you. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. So, TJ, after being undrafted and doubted, having a maybe scratch and claw on those 76er trust-the-process teams, you managed to not only re-sign with the Pacers, but become, like I said, arguably the heart and soul of this Pacers team. Have you always been the one to set the tone for the grind and hustle on the court? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'd like to think so, but... I, I don't focus on that stuff. I kind of just do whatever it takes for our team to win. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully the guys listen. Um, but I just try to go out there, uh, play my game. Um, and like I said, do whatever it takes for our team to win and just do the little stuff, scrap and um, give us energy when we need it. Yeah, TJ, last year, obviously, things didn't go as well as we had hoped they would, but got an opportunity to you know get into the lottery get some nice draft picks this year but i'm more curious about this assistant coaching staff guys and girls that you're working with every day now in training camp can you talk a little bit about this uh coaching staff and maybe some of the coaches you are personally working with yeah um this staff is great um we're very lucky to have them and it's 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 just been it's been a pleasure to you know learn from them and um, especially Rick and, and, and obviously his assistants, they're all just great. You know, I've personally worked with coach Jenny Busick and, um, she's been, she's been great for me, um, with my shot and just, just getting in the gym every day and, um, you know, just putting the work in uh, this, this entire staff, like I said, has been phenomenal. You know, you've now had four coaches in the last four seasons. I mean, that can't be easy for anyone. 
after you know perhaps a, a disappointing season last year for the Pacers. What has the addition of Rick Carlisle in specific been like for this team? Well, you bring in a coach that has won a championship. Um, and that's really hard to do in our league. And you, you, like I said, you just bring in a coach that has that championship uh, pedigree and, and mentality and a bunch of co- and, and coach like Lloyd Pierce and, and coach Ron and um, coach Mike and Jenny who have been doing this for a long time. So um, you bring in a lot of experience, a lot of guys that know how to win at the highest level and you see it translating to us on the court and we just got to keep building at it every day. Now you did mention that coach Jenny has been working with you on your shot and we've seen through the first two preseason games that shooting the three ball has been more of an emphasis with coach Carlisle. So how much has your shot improved from last season? And uh, what do you like about this offense that coach Carlisle is running? Yeah. I mean, me and my dad worked a ton this summer, um, shot every day. Um, and was it, we were in there just working on some mechanical stuff and, and coach Jenny has just really honed in on that and, and, and helped me. So I'm very appreciative of obviously my dad and, and coach Jenny, but, um, I know it's a process. It's, um, there was a bit of a hitch in my shot and it's, I just got to clean that up and, um, we're doing a great job with that. And I know coach Carlisle wants, wants a lot of threes and, and that's what I'm really working on. Um, anything I can do to help this team and, and, and help take this team to the next level, I'll do it. And um, so that's why I've been working so hard on my three and just continuing to hone in on what I do well also. Absolutely love it and cannot wait to see it this year. But, TJ, I'm going to stand by and hold my ground, challenging anyone that you are the most dangerous man in an NBA backcourt as it relates to stealing an inbound pass. Are any opposing teams' passes safe around you? Um. I don't know. I, I hope they think that, they, that, that it is safe, so they continue to kind of throw it in there, and, and so I can I can step in and get a steal. But um, you know, it's like a mentality thing, just trying to fight, find the uh, the right angles, and find a guy falling asleep and, and stepping in there and getting a steal. So I hope that you know they don't read the scouting report, and I can step in and get one. <laughs> no, there's no doubt about it. I mean. Playing in Cleveland uh, Friday night in that preseason game, I'm sure it brought back some great memories of the 10 still game that you had. But we had some of our listeners uh, send some questions in to ask you, and this one comes from David Matillo. He wanted to know, um, you're always jawing back and forth with guys. It seems lighthearted, though. Who is your favorite player to talk trash with? Um, I don't know. I feel like Patrick Beverly. Um, go back and forth. Sometimes it's lighthearted. Sometimes it's not. Um, I feel like me and him are me and him are very similar. Um, so it's all in good fun. It's competition, um, but he's he's a great competitor. And um, and me and like I said, me and him are very similar in a lot of ways. So I'd probably go with him. Okay. Um, you know, I would say uh, right now, us Pacer fans, you know, we're we're tired of maybe being painted as underdogs or slept on by the media. So when we hear terms like a tough out or running it back, some fans get a bit nervous. But can you speak to us about how successful this team can be if they could just get on the court together? Yeah, I mean, health is number one. And, you know, I've said this a, a bunch, this group that we have – and we didn't even have Karras. We didn't have our two draft picks. 
Um, we didn't have Tori. We didn't have a bunch of other guys. But but the core group was right before COVID hit was on pace to win 50 games that year. And I'll be the first to tell you that's incredibly hard to do in the NBA. Um, so to know that what this group is capable of with the addition of great players, um, you know, we're very excited. And then we add a championship caliber coach and Coach Carlisle. It's um, a recipe for success, in my opinion. No doubt about it. And we had another fan question here. This comes from MJG Digital. He said, who do you get hyped up to play against? Is it a certain player or a certain team? Just curious if there's anyone that gets TJ McConnell hyped up to play against. Well, I'm sure, as you all know, you guys watch me play a lot. Um, you see I bring energy every game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, not, there's, not one, there's not one player or one team in particular that I get fired up to play against. It's, it's all of them. And I think that's – I try to keep an edge – um, in every game that I play, and though there's no extra edge for one person or one team, it's me just trying to get myself fired up and ready to go for whoever we're playing, no matter who it is. I very much respect that. I mean, you do bring it night in, night out. Um, one of our most popular fan questions has basically been, you know, ever since summer league and into Pacers media day, it feels like the rookies, Chris Duarte and Isaiah Jackson, have kind of been about the talk of the town. Can you elaborate on maybe some of the potential that you see for both those players and what it's been like playing with them in the preseason? Yeah, it's it's been absolutely incredible. Um, they're they're incredibly talented, but my favorite thing about them is they're so coachable, and you know they take criticism and and want to be coached. And in this day and age, that that doesn't always happen. Um, as surprising as that is to hear. Um, like I said, it's the best thing about them is they want to learn and they want to be coached, and and that's why they're going to be very good. I'm very excited to play with both of them, and I think they're going to be very good for many, many years. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely loving what I'm seeing from those guys already. I know it's early and it's just summer league, just preseason, but you can really see the development from these guys just from the first preseason game or first uh, summer league game, excuse me, but – Last fan question here comes from Max Kirkland. He said, I just became a dad last night. What was one thing about fatherhood that you didn't expect? Um, I knew I wasn't going to get much sleep, but I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know uh, if, if this makes sense. I didn't know it, it was, there was going to be nights where I didn't get any sleep. Um, <laughs> that's, that's where it kind of surprised me, but, um, the getting no sleep thing, um, if that's the only thing that happens, I could care less. I mean, being a dad is the best job I'll ever have, and it's been so fulfilling and rewarding. And just to come home to him every day, and um, you know, whether you're having a bad day or a good day, you know, he just lights up when he sees you, and, and just you completely forget about everything that you know happened throughout the day. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. That's truly got to be one of the best gifts in life, if not the best. Um, you know, as, as it relates to, you know, this team with preseason, you know, underway and fans absolutely as excited as can be, what what is the locker room expectations like in terms of as it relates to, you know, getting back to the playoffs and competing with the best in the East? Yeah, I mean, I think we're all disappointed with how last season went. Um, but we're we the standard here is to get to the playoffs, obviously. But we we just don't want to get to the playoffs and lose in the first round. We're gonna make a deep run into the playoffs and and play at a high level, and that's everyone's goal this year. And we just gotta keep working at it because we have the capabilities to do that. Yeah, this Eastern Conference it's been reshaped a little bit with some of the moves that have been made and. Clearly, we're still uncertain if some players will be able to play in those games due to the the vaccine rate. But I was I was curious, you know, with everything that's been going on in the Eastern Conference in terms of movement, where do you think you guys stack up against some of the teams that have made some big moves like Miami, like Chicago? Um, even the Knicks have retooled their roster a little bit. So where do you think you guys stack up against those type of teams? You know, I think we're right there with them. Um, we, we don't have guys in our team that look at – the teams in the East, which in my opinion, the East is the best it's been in a very long time. Um, we don't have a, a bunch of guys in our locker room saying, oh, this team or this team made a bunch of moves. We don't stand a chance against them. Um, we have guys that are hungry and want to get better, and, and we play well together, and we're well coached, and I think we're, we stack up right there with them. You know, there has been two NBA champions in the past year. That's how much basketball has been played. But one guy that unfortunately has been missing from action that I hope no one forgot about is TJ Warren and how effective he can be for this team. Can you remind all the listeners just how good TJ Warren is when he's on the court and how amazing it's going to be to get him back? He is um, a three-level scorer, one of the best I've seen. And when I say that, it's, you know, he can really shoot the three. He's great from mid-range, and he can finish um, at the rim. And he, he, he can do it from anywhere. He's one of the best scorers I've seen. But I think something that doesn't get talked about enough is his ability to defend. He can defend, you know, one through four, one through five, and um and, and, and he guards the other team's best players. Um, I think that's something that's not talked about enough. It's his ability to defend, and we can't wait to have him back. Yeah, I definitely think adding T.J. Warren back to this team only raises the ceiling of what this team can become and hoping that that foot heals quick. But overall, I just want him to be healthy. One more question for you from me, T.J. There was a GM survey that went around, and they were looking at players that would become an NBA coach or a coach of some sort, and you made the list, so – is there any chance that coaching is something you would like to do after you're done with your NBA career, or are you just so focused on your NBA career right now that you're not really looking uh, too far ahead? Yeah. I mean, I, I've talked to my wife a little bit about it. I've, I obviously saw the survey and I'm honored and, and humbled to be on that list, but um, I'm kind of just focused on, you know, my career right now and uh, kind of just told her and she agreed that, you know, we'll cross that bridge, you know, when we get there, um, you know, basketball has been my life. Um, and you know, as a player, you, you spend a lot of time away from your family. Um, you know, obviously people don't see that. They just see us playing and, but you know, our spouses 
are alone a lot, you know, with our, with our children and, um, it's hard. So, you know, obviously I want to see how, you know, the rest of my career plays out. Hopefully I can play, you know, five, six, seven years more. So, um, you know, I think I have a lot left in the tank. So I think once, once my career's over, I can kind of cross that bridge. You know, one player that I feel like never maybe gets enough credit is Miles Turner, longest tenured pacer, a guy that has sacrificed time and time after, you know, season after season. And I feel like he's not getting that defensive player of the year credit or defensive, you know, team credit. Can you tell us about maybe what expectations could be for Turner under Carlisle this year or how he could be utilized? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Miles could be the defensive player of the year every year. I mean, the guy is just such an elite shot blocker. And if people don't want to recognize it, I mean, that's fine. Miles isn't playing this game to be the defensive player of the year. He's doing whatever it takes to help us win. And he's not focused on that. That's the best thing about Miles. Um, you know, it, it just adds a chip to his shoulder. And I think with Coach Carlisle, it's just it, it's only going to help him offensively and then you know with our defensive stuff he's going to be able to do what he does best and that's block shots yeah there's no doubt about it miles definitely is one of the best shot blockers in the league if not the best i I know i said i didn't have any more questions but i lied i have one more for you tj i don't know if you can't answer it or not but i'm curious you know there's a lot of stuff going on in philadelphia right now where you were formerly at with ben simmons holding out and i'm just curious as a player what kind of distraction, like how big of a distraction is that for a team when a player doesn't show up or, or they're going through something with management? How can that impact the team with them not being there, then them showing up and all the drama between them and the front office? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a comment on that. I don't I don't know too much about, you know, what's going on or what was said. You know, I'm focused on what we're doing as a team. Um you know, I, I, I've played for that organization, so a um, lot of respect for them. And, and I've played with Ben, and, um, you know, he was a great teammate to me. But, um, yeah, I don't really I don't really have a comment on that one. Um, yeah, I just haven't really paid attention to it too much. Absolutely. Hey, completely respectable. TJ, cannot thank you enough. Uh, really appreciate it and wish you the absolute best this season. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. All right, Alex. So TJ McConnell, officially a guest on Setting the Pace. What were your thoughts? I will say this. I I love TJ McConnell as a player. I love talking to these players and getting to know them better. But I think the thing that stood out to me the most was how much more excited he got when we were talking about other individual players. If we brought up Duarte or Isaiah Jackson or Turner or, or even TJ Warren, he raved about him. When we were talking about himself, he didn't really seem to like the spotlight that much. So I found that very interesting, but I also think that tells a lot about TJ McConnell. He really tries to deflect the spotlight on other people and just go about his business. Absolutely. I, I think that that's a hundred percent true because, you know, I tried to crack a joke or two, you know, give him give him basically some praise as it relates to, you know, being such a, a theft as it relates to stealing inbounds passes. And he was just very, very modest, you know, mm-hmm. really just, Played it cool, but had nothing but the best things to say about past and present teammates. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that that just shows that he really is kind of the ultimate teammate. You know, really like um, an extension of a coach on the floor. And it was really cool to even uh, see that 
he could have interest in coaching once his playing career wraps up. Oh yeah. There, that's, that's always going to be something to keep an eye on there with TJ because of who he is, what his family has done, his father being a basketball coach, just some really great insight. Really appreciate those who made this work out so we could have this conversation with TJ, just really privileged to be able to speak with him and have him on our podcast. Just a complete and absolute honor. Oh, oh yes. I mean, TJ McConnell, one of those guys that really, you know, I mentioned a couple times being the heart and soul of the Pacers, but really sets the tone of just grinding and hustling. I, I've said before that if you could have 15 TJ McConnells on your team, you're at least going to have the right attitude. Now, you don't want every guy to be 6'1 on your team, but at the same point, you're going to get 15 guys that are going to battle, and that is exactly what TJ does night in and night out for these Pacers. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. TJ McConnell is the – epitome of Indiana basketball. That is exactly what he represents. Just, you know, blue collar guy, tough nosed, you know, I I think more Indiana guys are probably more three point shooters, but I'm excited to see his three point shot grow and develop. Thought that was really interesting as well that he talked about how he's been working with his father in the off season and then with coach Jenny during training camp on on just improving that shot. And I, I mean, we talked about it. He didn't look great in Cleveland, but in New York, he did look good. So I'm hoping that this can become a real thing and he can continue to grow from these different things that Carlisle is asking him to do compared to what maybe McMillan or Bjorkman asked him to do. Yeah. Very cool to hear that he's still working out with his dad all these years later. I mean, that's like, feels like something out of a TV show or a movie, but Hey, that that's probably his first coach in life. So obviously uh, there's still a lot that his dad's still teaching him. So super cool stuff, but also interesting to hit on, you know, that we talked about, He's had four different head coaches in the last four years. So this man is just rolling with the punches and had nothing but great stuff to say about this coaching staff, in specific Rick Carlisle. So all of that got me really excited for the season. But Alex, is there any other stuff you wanted to touch on as it relates to the interview? No, I just think, you know, TJ McConnell was gracious enough to come on the show, and I'm forever grateful that we had this opportunity to have him on. And you never know, we could get TJ on again some other time, but Always great to, to get a chance to talk with these players and, and Fachi. I think this wraps it up. So where can the people find us at on social media? So you can find us on Twitter at setting the pace three. You can find Alex on Twitter at Alex golden NBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F a C C I. You could find us on Instagram at Pacers talk. You could find us on Facebook at setting the pace and you could find us on TikTok at setting the pace. And if you love TJ McConnell, say these three words. Let's, Let's go, go Pacers. Pacers. Oh, this is a bucket. TJ scoring. And one! 3J scoring. I like that one, huh? Yep. I know. I came up with it all by myself. I thought I was wide open for a layup, and Dwight almost sent it back to Indiana. Wow. My goodness gracious. Job, go, go. TJ McConnell isn't actually that good. LSU's not going to win the national championship in football. You ain't about this. Go back down there. Those shoes are terrible. Those green shoes. Hey, did you lose a bet wearing those? Oh, you're my god. Come on! Come on! That's like the one cool thing I've ever done in my life. Do you ever see a gladiator? I almost am just like, are you not entertained? This is TJ McConnell, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. VA's home loan guarantee made home buying a seamless, easy process. I closed in 30 days with no down payment. Get what you earned. Visit choose.va.gov. 
Not all veterans are eligible for the type or amount of benefits mentioned here.